Ladies and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our sail through the second season of SpongeBob SquarePants. Now, there's no way to prepare yourself to record such a big podcast. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We have made it. Episode 74, Band Geeks, what is widely regarded as the greatest episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, not only in the public consciousness, but through even the closest means we have to an official ranking on IMDb. This is listed as the highest rated SpongeBob episode. Um, There's not much more that can be said about this episode that hasn't already been said, but I'm glad I got to bring this episode to somebody very important to me. There's very many ways you can prepare yourself to watch and record a podcast on Band Geeks. There is not much preparation you can make in recording your very first podcast with your own mother. That's right. Today's special guest on my podcast is my very own mother, Kathleen. She joins me. We talk about uh, our childhoods, nostalgia. We talk about SpongeBob. She watches Band Geeks for the very first time. And I can't think of a bigger way to celebrate not only this episode, but for my own podcast. Uh, Now, back in October, there was a plan that I was going to put on an art show to show off some of the, the paintings that I've been working on over the course of the last few years and during the pandemic. And during this uh, art show, I was going to put on a live rendition of the Squarecast. I was I was going to have a crowd of mainly friends and family. Most of the money made on any of the paintings or for the show was going to be up for donation for charity. Uh, it was just going to be a fun time. And my special guest planned was going to be my mother. And it was actually planned out that it was going to be the start of season two. We were going to start out season two with a bang. And of course, because of 2020, none of that happened. And of course, my mother's appearance got pushed. And that entire time, I just not only felt bad because I finally told her that I would get her on a podcast and it was going to be done in a big way. And then it just didn't end up happening with Band Geeks looming. I wanted to do something big because this just, you know, is Band Geeks. And I I can't think of a better person I could have had on the podcast. I love my mother to death. She means the world to me. Uh, and I hope you enjoy our our conversation. And she actually has some very interesting things to say about the episode. So uh, enjoy our beginning nostalgia conversation and stay for the SpongeBob conversation we have afterwards. I think it is well worth waiting for, especially coming from the perspective of someone who hasn't really watched much SpongeBob and who has not even specifically seen this episode. Thank you for being a part of the Ready Crew. Enjoy the episode and we'll see you here next week. It's really weird. How do you start a podcast when your guest is your mother? Um, I guess the first thing. The queen. Yeah. Um, I guess I now since this audio will be out to the to the world. I thank you for life. Thank you for giving me the home and the experience I did as a child. I I look back at a lot of my life and I'm thankful and grateful for what you helped did for me along with. My father as well, and my second father, Mark, but thank you. You're very welcome. There we go. That's it. Now on to the real stuff. Uh, oh. Dogs barking. That actually... What's crazy is that was not planned. Okay. That um, pre-warning, we do have a new puppy in the house, uh, in the vicinity, and he may be barking throughout this at some points. Um, but he is a Shiba Inu, and as the Internet's favorite dog, he gets a pass for any interruptions on this podcast. Yes, he does, Mr. Marty McFly. Yes, he is He is named after the Back to the Future character. Did you see that movie in theaters? Back to the Future? I don't think so. I think I saw it uh, probably VHS. <laughs> <laughs> that's does not... the America know what that is that's listening? Yeah, VHSs are... Uh, they're not retro anymore. Like, um, Like, records have become like very retro and you can walk into target and get a vinyl record and a record player vhs has not hit that market okay all right but no i i didn't see it in the theater but i do like the ride that's gone that's gone it's now the simpsons ride and universal but the simpsons were nice enough to reference the fact that they are not Back to the Future in their little ride queue. They have uh, Doc Brown show up and kind of do a little 
cartoon I gag. I don't remember that. I went on that too, but I don't remember that. Oh, it's okay. Do you remember um, a lot of what I was into as a kid? Absolutely. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Video games. Then what's the first thing that comes to mind after that? Wrestlers. Wrestling video games? There's not other another video game I played so oh, much that Sonic. you're like, Yeah? Sonic right. the Hedgehog with those stupid little rings. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> not once did you ever like them at all? I just probably because I can't play them. Yeah. I don't, I never, I don't remember I, I you don't, ever. I have no memories of you playing video games I with have me. never played a video game. Did... Now, because you obviously remember video games before I was born, the Atari. Oh, those I did. Right. But when you saw Sonic the Hedgehog running on the screen, was that was it just too much for you or was it impressive? Did it look cool? Oh, to you? The, that looked cool. As an adult, it was it was amazing versus my little. Um, bing, bing. Oh, Pong. Pong. The yeah. ball going back and forth. But it's the controller. It's just too much. Too much. Even back then with just three buttons. Oh, it was the just little... three? <laughs> well, it was the D-pad on the left, and then the on the other side it was the three yes. buttons. But Sonic was just one button. It was just the jump. No, it was too much. I, I, pro I didn't try hard enough. I think maybe you tried once and gave up, and I never tried again. But Mark, yes. Mark would come over. And this is, I've always said, I think if I've ever talked about it on any podcasts, Mark was in my life at a young age at like five or six. So six. Sega Genesis six. was still there and he would play it when he was over. He was a yes. cool And he still visitor. plays. He doesn't play Sonic, but if you buy him, what did I get him for Christmas? Madden? I don't know. What he did still I get plays him? football games He'll and baseball. He'll do football and baseball. And but on the I'm Genesis, not sure. It was Sonic Spinball and Road Rash he enjoyed. Oh, yes, I remember Him and I that would one. play that. I yes, play that still hours. to this day, yeah. I have a save file on my computer because I can emulate the game and play it as is, and I still play it to this day. And every time I think of Mark. Yeah, yeah, he did that. Yeah. Um, as far as anything, though, you, you went through a lot. I made you watch a lot of really bad movies in theaters. I made you watch a lot of good ones, too. You probably spaced out during Pokemon. Um, they're cute characters. Uh, I didn't space out. They're cute. It's just, I don't want to upset anybody, but <laughs> stupid. Yeah. No, you're right. Look, you're absolutely right, but he's, no, good. We're good. he's good. Um, when you were a kid, what was your favorite cartoon or TV show? When you were like five to ten, do you have any? Flipper. Yeah. I loved Flipper, and believe it or not, it was I Love Lucy. No, yeah. we. I named my first doll Lucy. Yeah. I still have her. She's upstairs in a plastic bag, and she looks like Chucky's grandmother. I forgot what... It, oh, did you know that Lucille Ball is essentially behind the entire Star Trek franchise? No, I did not. Did you know that she was the one to, I think she was the one to help put up the money for the pilot that the studio didn't want to make. And she helped. She was like, I'll, I'll give you $50,000 to make that. No, I did not. Yeah. But I will Google that after <laughs> just to verify. She's, yeah, no, she's, she's definitely somewhere behind, somewhere, somewhere behind Star Trek. I do know that her and her husband started something with dual cameras or something. Yeah. For TV, which made. Desi TV, Arnaz. Yes. They, they, yeah, both of them were behind yes. a lot of modern television. Yes. We when I used to watch a lot of Nick at night, I think I could get you to watch some of the cartoons once in a while, but for us, Nick at night, the second that turned on, you were more interested in watching that with me than Rugrats or Ren and Stimpy. Yes. And we yes. watched I Love Lucy. And now you I made me Lucy. think of my uh, yes and Monster, Monster Monday. Monday. Monster Mondays. You didn't know that. So you don't, you've never heard the name Rob Zombie? No. Okay, well he was a musician, but also a director of, he did the remake of Halloween back in 2007 with Michael Myers. Okay. And he does a lot of horror movies, but he's doing a, he's doing a film adaptation of the Munsters. Oh. And let me tell you, he is such a Munster fan, he's been putting out images of some of the pre-production. He showed off a little bit of Grandpa's hair. 
Herman's forehead, and he showed off the plans of the house. Everything he wants exact. He actually mm. put up the plans of uh, 1313 Mockingbird Lane. Yes. In the home, he said, I want it exact to the TV show to the T. Yeah, so, so the stairs better come up and you know who comes out. Yeah, we're going to see that in theaters. But I, okay. Munsters, Munsters. Doggo. I apologize. Doggo. Marty. No, there's no apologizing. There's a cat it's in the a room. It's a sheep Yeah, Come here. Marty McFly, come. You made me think, you, you, you know, you're getting me on what shows are cartoons. My yeah. cartoons were Jetsons, Flintstones. How old were you when you were watching those? Oh, probably six on up, seven on up. Okay, so you remember being a so young Saturday child morning and cartoons, yes. All the Hanna Barbera stuff. Yes, absolutely. McGilla Gorilla. Yes. The uh, banana underdog. splits. Well, he he's in, he, he's in there. Uh, Top Cat. That's Hanna Barbera. Yep. They had such a stranglehold. Any favorites? Flintstones. Probably uh, between Flintstones and the Jetsons. You know, if you get into regular shows. Not to throw so much information at you, but did you know that before they were hawking cereal and vitamins, the Flintstones in their very first run on television when it was black and white had. That's what I watched it in black and white. Did you remember seeing the commercials for cigarettes that the Flintstones would promote? I don't recall. I'm going to show uh, later on. I'll show you a commercial of Fred and Barney promoting uh, cigarettes. I believe it. I'm kind of you're saying it and I'm getting a little uh, I, little watch. Flicks I'm going to say I'm going to say the but brand. with me, it's the Marlboro man. The cowboy. That's that's still that's not, you Fred know, and Barney I mean, but on Saturday mornings telling you to smoke. Then cigarettes. there was Lucky Strike. I mean, you know, Camel. <laughs> now you're going to Fields. All the cigarette brands. Now, I shouldn't um, say it, but your name Winston. is Smoked. Ch- Winston. Winston was... Yeah, Grandpa, Papa Smoke Winston's. Oh, you know, I got it right here. This Thank, thank the internets. Look at this. Yep, that's how I watched them. All right. Oh, commercials. Oh, oh he has commercials. Um, yeah, there's commercials. Did you know your Nana smoked Chesterfields? I believe it. No. She was a hard she, worker. My mother did not really smoke. But she had a pack of Chesterfields up, and if company came over, That's she would have she would, one. That was her go-to? Occasionally, she would just, I don't know, you know her. She didn't drink either. If she had one little cocktail, she would be all silly. No, I don't remember. I've never seen Nana smoke. It wouldn't be anything I... No, it was just when I was little. There was a pack of Chesterfields. It was probably 15 years old. Holy crap. Yeah, here is Fred and Barney promoting cigarettes. Maybe that's why Papa yeah. took Winston's. Look at that. Barney yeah. Rubble. Oh, my goodness. Rebels. Papa, was that his brand of cigarettes? Absolutely. You know what? I'm just going to tell people from now on that my grandfather started smoking Winston's from the Flintstones commercial. Yeah. I can't be wrong. Absolutely. I can't be he was proven Winston's. wrong. Now this is family friendly. This so is family. No, this is this is P- I at least PG thirteen. We're fine. We're in good territory. Um, I used to open the bottom of the pack and steal one when I got older. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And of then course. once I oh please, it was two three hours because I would cut with a, a razor the smallest piece of tape to tape up the bottom. Then I got so good at it, instead of taking one, I would end up taking two or three because I, I would just you... take a couple puffs and save it and save it and save it. And then I got greedy and then he realized his back was light. And then, oh, you know, he got you that one time. He didn't know it was me. He hey, just probably. said whoever. Oh, well, he, I well, he can't say what he said. He just said, hey. No, he, he yeah, it was, no. A, it was at the dinner table and I can't say what he said, but. Well, I, I, without going into detail, I can say that out of the three of you girls, you were probably the least likely to have done it. And he, or you, he probably smelled it on you at one point. No, I was too good. Did you ever chew gum afterwards? Oh, absolutely. Brush okay. the teeth, Lysol, All right. Listerine, the whole thing. You don't think yards. you ever slipped up once? Maybe your clothes smelled nope. like nicotine a little bit? Negative. All right. Because, see, I watched my two older sisters, so I knew what not to do. Okay, because you, did you, that you ever saw them get caught? Absolutely. For that? Okay. Especially your aunt, Helen. <laughs> that T-t- was the one that was, yeah, she was the, the 
she was the oldest, but then the sloppy one with totally <laughs> sloppy. Um, what do you feel about because you grew up with these cartoons, and at some point they stop entertaining a younger audience, and then they're just products. You know, the Flintstones with vitamins and cereal. There's not really new Flintstones cartoons being made. And now they're just there to, you know, sell nostalgia. What do you feel about that? Well. Because you grew up, like, you I got grew to up see with the that. Flintstones, and I'm glad I still have the cereal. <laughs> you know, I like a little Fruity Pebble occasionally, but there's plenty of shows and my cartoons and my generation speak of and your cartoons today spongebob isn't bad at all but a lot of these cartoons in this anime and i can't say what your what mark calls what your brother watches yeah we can't okay but Um, my my brother thanks to me uh got into a very deep obsession with dragon ball z and yeah yeah it's a so, good show. I'll tell you as being a fan. But I don't, it's... It's so much. It's yeah. You know what it is? And here's a way that might explain to you. You know how you watched All My Children? Yeah, in General I used Hospital? to. Yes, yes. It is a cartoon soap opera. What takes nine minutes, if you splice it together in real time, takes like ten episodes of filler, of people talking, and it's just, it's it's drama. It is. It's a soap opera. This character comes in and comes out. This character does this and pisses off this character. And all right, yeah. But so their dialogue—it's his, his soaps, right? But the dialogue and and I mean, when he watches Doctor Who, that's okay, or when he used to. But the dialogue to me in Dragon Ball Z, or the few it's, little minutes that I was able to just—I'm sorry to say gibberish. Yeah, it's. Well, it's all stupid. It's a lot of it's <laughs> a, to me. There's it's, no story. It's a lot of lore. It's a lot to dump on you. You, you. If you watch it from episode one and get to see the progression and what the different experience than just saying watch this. And what's the matter with Gumby and Pokey? I am disappointed there's not more. Gumby there should and Pokey. be more clay people. Clay people. There There's was this lot. thing in Captain Kangaroo. Oh, I watched Captain Kangaroo every morning when I was little. Yeah, great man too. Yeah, and there was this thing. I believe it was on Captain Kangaroo where, I don't know, they made like trees and things with clay. I I don't know what it was, but it was it's claymation. Yeah. Oh, it was very nice. I don't know if that's on. I never watched Captain Captain Kangaroo. He was way before my time. The closest to that that I watched as a kid was Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, Pee-wee. Bad Pee-wee. He's not bad. Well, he did a couple bad things. No, not as bad as you think. You just got to actually like look into it and go, oh, really? All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that right. stuff's not... <laughs> well, Pee-wee Herman's a good guy. I love Paul Rubens. He's such a good guy. Um, but out of all of the cartoons you were forced to watch or watched along with me when I was a kid, what... Was there one that stood out of quality to you as an adult? My dad, it was Courage the Cowardly Dog. For you, I would have to say, well, the Rugrats were, they were, they were cute, you know? Yeah. Um, But there's one that, yeah, there's one that. Anything, doesn't even. Hey, Arnold. Because of the football head. Oh, goodness. (laughs) That is, I haven't, and you realize now. And it's not because of Mark or anything, but he just was Arnold. Well, my, my, my stepfather's last name was Arnold, so Hey Arnold was said a lot around the house. But also, and I will post a picture of this to prove, my, my stepfather, my father, has a very striking resemblance to Helga's father in the show, Big Bob Pataki. If he grew a unibrow... Yeah, we got Absolutely. a dead ringer. Oh, Absolutely. my goodness. Um, now, speaking that you said that as much, even though SpongeBob is my personal favorite, I do believe Hey Arnold is the greatest cartoon to ever be on television. It was diverse at a time where a lot of shows weren't as diverse. They had every race covered. They mm-hmm. covered very heavy things like um, abuse that can happen within families, mental trauma. They mm-hmm. dealt with poverty. They taught me a lot. Like, yeah. hey, Arnold, I don't know if you ever just, 
I got to show you how deep that show goes. But I have some questions for you. They are multiple I did, choice. I have a question for yeah. you. Why what? haven't you asked me which one did I like the least or dislike? Do, does an answer come to mind immediately? Absolutely. What? What do you would? What? I'm not sure if I'm going to say it right, but those stupid little characters, Ren and Stimpy or whatever, Ren and Skimpy. <laughs> no, no, they were gross. no. I'm sorry, not yeah. Ren and Skimpy. Those Ren were the Stimpy. animals. The, the 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 two boys, the the bad boys. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. That's them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word, they are bad. My father bad and I boys. would laugh. That would our be our other little thing, other than courage, was Beavis and Butthead. Any, yeah, anything it would just farts and humor and yeah, did not like them. That's fair. That's okay. a pass. Ren and Stimpy was up that alley though in grossness. Okay, these are ten questions in no particular order. They are multiple choice. There's no penalties if you get one wrong. But I just want to see how much you remember of of my childhood, just of the oh. things that you were viewing along with me. Okay, um, from the Rugrats, we're gonna start easy. What is the name of Tommy Pickles' parents? Chaz oh. and Kira, Drew and Charlotte, Betty and Howard, or Stu and Dee Dee? I think it's Stu and Dee Dee. Final answer. I'm torn between B and D. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Stu and Dee Dee. Stu and Dee Dee is correct. Yes. Stu and Dee Dee Pickles. All right. Woo. Crowd goes wild. Um, the first Pokemon movie, I, I went easy on this. The first Pokemon movie is has a subtitle, Blank Strikes Back. Who is the villain of the first Pokemon movie? Was it Charizard? A. B. Mewtwo. C. Dragonite. Or D. Moltres. Does any of those sound... Well, yeah. I have a Charizard card up in my... Right. there. That's <laughs> I one of my fun favorite stories so, to tell. I would say him. Well, I said who was the villain oh. of Pokemon, the first movie. Blank Strikes Back. Was it Charizard Strikes Back? Mewtwo Strikes Back? Mewtwo. He was a mean little cat-looking thing. Wow. That is the correct answer. Black, I, I do believe. I wasn't even going to ask final answer because you just confirmed he looked like a cat, and you are roughly correct. But yeah, so well for uh, the any uh, adult parents listening for all the money I spent on those stupid little cards. Well, now they are worth a hefty load of money. That Charizard you had, I have. I took that back. Oh, was it? The one I, I was had in the third grade. I was when Pokemon. That's when it first hit, and Pokemon cards were actually banned at Alcorn School. But I was the only kid who had a Charizard. And you, for some reason, I even went to Canada and bought you some. You everywhere you went, that was the that was a good gift you would get me. Um, but you, for some reason, you knew that that Charizard card was the most expensive one. I don't know if it was just because it was the only one at the time that you saw I had that was holographic. I but think for so. some reason, you know your mother in bling. I know, <laughs> but for, but you honestly, mom, you were right in the end because that is the most expensive card out of all of Pokemon cards is the Charizard one that was stolen from me at Alcorn, and we when we went and saw Pokemon the first movie. We went to the little stand outside of the mall and you bought me two or three packs and a Charizard holographic was in one of those and you ripped it out of my hand and you said that stays with me because it was the one that got stolen. And a few years later you gave it back to me. Yeah. But that was the rarest card. Do you still have it? Yes, I do. It's not going anywhere. I'll hold that till till I have kids I have to send to college. But okay. all right, you're two for two. We're going to stick with Pokemon and this is, should be another easy one. There was different colors for the first Pokemon game. Which of these um, which of these colors did not get released in the United States? Was it A Pokemon Green, B Pokemon Red, C Pokemon Blue, and D Pokemon Yellow? Which of those did not All right, exist? All right, this I'm going to guess at and I'm going to go with Pokemon Blue. Pokemon Blue, final answer. Yes. That is wrong. It's it is, red. No, red. Yellow. Is, no. Green. Wow, green. I could not go against green ever. I. That was a trick one. I figured that. Ever. Um. 
to be fair, and just for any listeners listening, uh, not that this matters, but in Japan, the two games that were released were Pokemon Red and Green. They went Christmas colors. But when they were localizing them to America, America was like, those are Christmas colors. We're going to change green to blue. And they also updated the game a little bit. So when it came to America, we had red and blue. And then when Japan, they wanted the, they took the updated game and they released it as Pokemon Blue in Japan, and then Yellow as Pikachu. They just well, yeah, I figured Yellow big. wasn't had to be Yellow yeah. was, you know, that's their main color. All right, that's okay. That was I, I figured that was a tough one. Okay, now do you remember the Kids' Choice Awards on Nickelodeon? Yes. Okay. Which of these celebrities were the main... Is that the... Sh- I know the kids... Excuse me. The yeah. Kids' Choice Awards. And it's... if you don't get chosen, do you get slimed? No, I mean, they just slime celebrities. But okay. they would give out the blimps, the awards, favorite actor, okay. favorite... Okay. Which of these celebrities were the mainstay host of the Kids' Choice Awards throughout the 90s? So they were the host pretty much every year. Okay. Is it A, Steve Martin, B, Rosie O'Donnell... C, Chris Farley, or D, Robin Williams, who was the most associated with the Kids' Choice Awards throughout the 90s. Mm. Yeah, I want some good good 90s choices there. Um, not even what sure if of? Chris Farley was still alive. Well, you might be I'm, right about that. I am thinking it's not I, I would say no to Steve Martin, but I do. I will confirm it's not Steve Martin. Yeah, no, it's okay. not him. And I know Rosie O'Donnell. I believe she did do a few. OK. But Robin Williams, he's always good for the kids, but he's very uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Final answer. Final answer. Rosie O'Donnell is a correct choice. She actually had an entire line of toys for the Kids' Choice Awards with her at Burger King at one point. She was so synonymous with the brand. Oh, was that one of the times that I had to go every week and get nope, one for you? Nope, when the When the very first set of Rugrats toys hit, and I think it was Burger King, you went to like every Burger King in the area to try to collect the set, the, the six toys. I did toys. collect the you set. Did? You did? I had the whole set of Rugrats toys brought them into school and anything mom i just want you to know anything you bought me that i brought to school to show off i gave you credit 100 percent of the time oh well that's nice but you know what i'm finding out with the more that i did for you when this gets out you owe me i I owe you a lot um you know we these have already been mentioned this is not a, a tv movie one which of these is my favorite cereal is it a cocoa pebbles b Rice Krispies treats, C Lucky Charms or D Cookie Crisp. Rice Krispie treats. F- final answer. Final answer. Right, right answer. All right. What a mom. She knows my favorite cereal. Uh, don't buy me it now though. They changed the recipe and it sucks. Um, yeah, they changed a lot of recipes and they. Mike, to make sure it's oh. up to your mouth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they ch- yeah, they, they change recipes up and bring them back. I don't know. They, yeah, nothing tastes the same. Um, which of these game systems did not did I not own as a child? Was it Ooh. A, the Sega Genesis? No, you B, had that. the Super Nintendo? You had C, that. C, the Nintendo 64? Or D, the Game Boy Color? Game Boy Color. No, 64. Yeah. No. See, now, I owned all of these as an adult, but one of them I didn't own before the before the year 2000. Game Boy Color. How did I play Pokemon? I mean, you're, you're the one who bought the Then three... it would be the 64. Is that your final answer? Everybody's going to say we're cheating because I did say the Game Boy Color, so. No, there's no cheating here because, Mom, unfortunately, I did not at any point as a child own a Super Nintendo. Really? Yeah. You bought me. I had the Sega Genesis. I knew that. And you guys bought me. I don't know if it was both you or both you and Mark, but I hooked up the Nintendo 64 in this room out in that TV when it was over there. 
with Banjo Kazooie in Super Mario sixty four. Oh my 64. god, yes! And I also owned a Game Boy Color, Super Nintendo. You never, I was never was never purchased for me. Oh, I only ever played those at friends' houses. It was always my buddy Rohan that you know hooked me up to get yeah. you hooked up. But I had a Sega Genesis. That was the other. That was yes. the competitor. So I was fine. Yes. All right. Who out of these four is the original host of Blues Clues? Is it A, Joe, B, Steve, C, Nick, or D, Josh? Steve. Final answer. Final answer. Steve is correct. I, I, I figured that one was a little bit... I was When Blues Clues first premiered, I was out of the age range of preschool, but no, it was still you entertaining. Were a, you were a Barney boy. I liked Sesame Street more than Barney. You have every character. I had. I, You know what was crazy? Is um, one of the questions I was going to ask you, I was trying to think, I'm like, was there a Sesame Street character that I didn't have as a plush that I could make a question out of that? And what was so crazy is that the characters I can think of were, were going to be too obvious. Because I had every... I had... You, they're still upstairs. Rosita. Do you remember the... Rose, you know Rosita, the teal. The, she's like, she was yeah, there always she to was, speak Spanish. Yeah, but she was newer. Right, you, that's what I'm saying. Is that as far the as the only classic one characters, have. I had everybody. Then they're still, still upstairs. They'll go to my kid when they're and watching. Who Sesame was Street. Nana's favorite? Oscar the Grouch. Who was your father's favorite? The Count. <laughs> I don't know if you ever had a favorite. Maybe Big Bird. I don't know if you ever told me your favorite Sesame Street character. Elmo. You like Elmo? I like well. Mine's, mine's Cookie Monster. I used to like Bert and Ernie until you told me my, you know, Michael no. Kors shirt looked like freaking. <laughs> That's a compliment. I love Ernie. He was voiced by Jim Henson. Okay. Who? What is the name of Arnold's best friend on Hey Arnold? Is it A. Harold, B. Helga, C. Sid, or D. Gerald? Helga. Final answer. Final answer. No, his best friend is Gerald. Oh, but Helga's Helga, on there. Helga is in the show. All those characters are on the show. She's got the pigtails. She's the love interest. She loves Arnold. Loves Arnold. But she's mean oh, to his face. Oh, that's right. All right, I was going for the love thing. Oh, you got to see how crazy that show gets. There's an entire like episode where Helga goes to therapy and realizes that the reason she loves Arnold is because he was the first person as a preschooler to show her any sort of respect. Oh, my God. Yeah. They should make Hey Arnold and uh, you know how they'll take a cartoon like Lady in the Tramp. Yeah. They should make a Hey Arnold one. A lot. You can't do that show live action because it the characters look too much like a cartoon. No one wants to see a non-football head Arnold. With with what, I'm not CG? using the proper oh. words but right now because it's, you know, I work very hard <laughs> and it's after, you know, my night time. <laughs> But with the, the, you know, if they can make freaking monsters and vampires, they can make a football head. Fair enough. Uh, what it do you call it? Look. With, the, with the, 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 the cosmetics with, department. Well, there's CGI. Are you talking about a 3D Hey Arnold movie? Like if Pixar were to jump in and... No, I'm talking live like action. a live a live person. Not li live I don't action. know. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it... Live it, action live to action me hey Arnold. is like when they do the show live. That's live action. You no, can't. to me, I want human beings playing Hey Arnold and a Helga. <laughs> we'll get you a live action Hey Arnold. I'll I'll pitch that. This is a wrestling one. This is your final question. Okay. But this is also the most difficult. Because when I started, all of these are, I'm going to list you four wrestlers. But which of these wrestlers was not wrestling at the time that I got into wrestling? And that might seem unfair. But The, the Rock was one, but. Yeah, well, he's. Let me let me explain a little bit. Okay. Out of these four, there was one that you probably never purchased me figures or T-shirts for because at the time they were injured for a couple years before they came back. Okay. But the four wrestlers are A, The Undertaker, B, Kane, C, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or D, The Rock. One of those. Uh, the other the other three I enjoyed a great deal. Kane. You might not know the picture of Kane, but when I show you the picture, you're going to know that that was a wrong answer. But you didn't say final answer. So I didn't I'm say just, final answer. I'm going to show you. You're going to show me his I'm picture? I'm going to show you his picture so you can see that, like, oh, yeah, I bought that guy a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's Kane. So he was definitely around. The Undertaker. 
No, you mean you're wait. What I, was the question? The question is which one of these wrestlers wasn't wrestling wasn't around or wrestling when I started watching? The Rock. No, who wasn't wrestling? Who wasn't wrestling? Right. I was into The Rock. I was into the I was into Kane. Yeah, but you said who wasn't wrestling? Yeah. Someone was When injured. you were little. Yes, and when Dave introduced me into wrestling, one of those guys was not anywhere near the wrestling ring, and I didn't know them at the time. I knew of All them. All right, you knew The Rock, S Stone Cold. Uh, uh, it's between The Undertaker and Stone Cold. That is, you're so far, so now we're at the 50-50. I'm going to say The Undertaker. Oh, you're wrong. Stone, yeah, Stone Cold was injured for th like two or three years when I got wow. into wrestling. The Rock was was like the champ. I love the, the Rock. Dwayne Johnson. I love the if Rock. If I ever he meet him, he treats his mother so good. I know. He's a he prototype is, of how I everyone should treat the show, their mothers. And I, I can't wait. And I hope it comes. And I told Mark he's going to run for president. And son of a beehive, can I say that? You just did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was told, America, that I can't swear. Not You're that fine. I swear a lot. That I'm a good Irish Catholic a... girl. But he's going to run for president. That's why he's getting all his dirty laundry out in a nice show of things that he may have done that were, you know, bad. So I... all his dirty laundry is out. If I'm ever... His grandmother got kicked out of, out of, out of America. Yeah. Son of he's a got, he's, got a he's got an he interesting life. He grew up with Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Eighth Wonder of the World. Everybody watch the Andre the Giant documentary if you can. But um, no, he's, if I ever get a chance to meet him and I'm in a moment that I can ask him to, okay, you know what? Can you just call my mom? Just know. Oh, if I say, hey, mom, I got Dwayne Johnson. No, he'll leave you a voicemail and then you can keep that. No, voicemail. no, 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 no. I want to talk to him personally. <laughs> okay. No. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to watch some SpongeBob, but I already amped you up that this is the greatest episode but i i want to know your complete raw thoughts after we're done watching this because if i'm presenting this to you as the greatest spongebob episode the one fans love the most i want to know your thoughts on that all right okay kicking oh, i want to do some kicking why you Whoever's the owner of the white sedan, you left your lights on. Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv slash spongebobpodcast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded in Inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy. So if we all could just pretend that Squidward was a fireman or some guy in an ambulance, then I'm sure we could all pull together and discover what it truly means to be in a marching band. Yeah, for the firemen! Yeah! Now let's make Squidward proud. Come on, a two, a all right, so we just got done watching the SpongeBob episode Band Geeks, which first premiered all the way back on September 7th, 2001. Hmm. This episode was written by C.H. Greenblatt, Aaron Springer, and Meriwether Williams, which I might just tell you this information. 
C.H. Greenblatt, who wrote many of the SpongeBob episodes of this time, regarded as some of the best, went on to create a little Cartoon Network show called Chowder. The namesake of our dog Chowder, who has since passed, but on the list of names that I sent over as possibilities when I saw that puppy. I knew it was a show. So there is a connection from this show to Chowder. Essentially, very well. My chow chow. Um, this this is widely not only regarded just among fans, but even on IMDb, this is the greatest SpongeBob episode with a nine point eight is the highest rated SpongeBob episode in the history of its run. Um, there are many reasons I believe this is to be the best SpongeBob episode. Um, one of them being that it was the last. SpongeBob, a lot of kids saw before September 11th, 2001. This was four days before those attacks. So if you were watching this as a new episode, you saw this four days later. You saw a very different world. And I even covered that, um, uh, an episode I already covered. Now, I, I do the episodes in their production order. So I already covered an episode that actually premiered after September 11th that I, I did credit as a, a very big coping mechanism. And I don't know if you knew this. Do you, have you ever thought as to why I was into Nickelodeon so much? Did I ever wonder? No. I Well, I, I came to realize this a few years ago as to why, like, out of everything that I've been into, why these cartoons, why do I love them so much? And it's because no matter where I was... If I was here, if I was at Nana's, if I was with my dad, if I was in a hotel, a motel, my grandparents, there was always Nickelodeon. That was the mainstay comfort of me as a kid. True. So, um, so SpongeBob was big during that time of my childhood, 2001, especially around that time. So that that is a reason why I think it is. Another reason, a lot of people my age. Growing up, working the food industry, have a lot of connection with Squidward, the starving artist, the perennial loser, never feels good about his life. He gets to win at the end of this. He gets to have his his moment. His moment. Yeah. So what did you think? I I don't know if you've ever seen that episode. You've probably seen seen the references because this day after Steven Hillenburg died, they tried to get that song played at the Super Bowl. And unfortunately, it didn't get to play. But um, I think it was it was it was the year Maroon Five was was playing. Do you remember okay. that year? A couple years ago. I'm trying to think of the guy, the um, uh, the rapper Travis Scott in uh, 2019. So this is a couple months after Steven Hillenburg passed away, and the fans I think had a million signatures online for somebody to play "Sweet Victory" at the Super Bowl. And Travis Scott was actually introduced by Squidward and SpongeBob in the little bubble bowl thing as a little honor. But there was such an outcry and anger from the fans that there was no "Sweet Victory" at the Super Bowl that the next day, during the uh, I think it's the Dallas Stars, the NHL team, they actually played "Sweet Victory" during their halftime show. Oh, nice. So that ended up happening. But what did you what did you think about this watching this episode? I thought it was very nice. I mean, it's a lot, even though it was. You said it was from 2001, 2001. So 20 years ago, 20 years ago, it's 20th anniversary coming up. It's still somewhat of what is going on today and maybe at a deeper level as far as um a form of bullying with the nasty unibrow guy squilliam yeah squilliam fancy son would you go know on. this was his first appearance right by the way. still teasing still knocking down still you know and with squidward still just being a, a, a mean about him working in fast food and right and knocking that like it, it still goes on today as far as you know status or, or this or that i i don't know I'm older, as you know, but every job is needed. So as long as you do a good job at the job that you have and and you're living a good, clean life and, and you're taking care of what you need to take care of, you should be proud. And you're, if you raise your children just to be good. What did I always say I wanted you to be? 
first and foremost. A good person. A good person, and I want you to be happy. Be happy, yeah. You know, it, it's not status or, 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 you know, being, you know, chasing the Joneses, but that even showed there. You know, he's this, and I'm better than you. But then his friends, even though Squidward, when it said, you know, I know Squidward, he's not a nice, he's just grumpy. Yeah. You know, so he doesn't go out of his way necessarily to help anybody, but everybody went out of, went to help him. Even though it was for the firefighters. In turn, SpongeBob's whole point was, hey, let's just treat Squidward for a second like we yeah, would the firefighters. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was nice. It's, it's. Uh, I, now, of I, course, the song was very good. That's why a, I said what band. Song. Okay, it wasn't a band, and it actually is not anybody I think you would you would recognize. But the singer of that song is a is a man by David Glenn Isley. Um, from what I know, is that songs like this, uh, the song was initially released in 1997. It was one of many other songs considered for the ending sequence as part of a royalty free music library that Nickelodeon had access to. Um, it was released on the uh, Brunton Music Library album, American Games. And then, uh, yeah, so it was about, it was from a royalty-free music library that if you were working at Nickelodeon, you had access to. So they went through and found and a bunch found of songs it. and they found Sweet Victory. But now that song is, is synonymous with SpongeBob as anything else. That's right. That's a big song that you'll hear at sporting events and whatnot. Um, and I, I like this episode because it gives you a little bit of every character. You don't, it's not just Patrick or SpongeBob. It's not, oh, there's not a lot of SpongeBob in this episode. It's, it's mainly Squidward. Well, no, correct. It is mainly, but SpongeBob does the singing. He does. He does. And he saves, <laughs> He's still he the saves star. it in the end. He He's is still, still the star. star. Um, yeah, this is, uh. But yes, it did have all characters. Like I did not, uh, I couldn't remember the name of the big. Larry the Lobster, yes. there's Mr. Krabs, and there's Mr. Sandy. Krabs, I know, and Sandy, I know. Um, now, according to Roger Bumpus, my uh, Facebook friend, uh, this who is the voice of Squidward Tentacles. Okay. Yes, I'm friends with him on Facebook, but I don't, I don't message him. I don't want, I don't want to ruin that friendship. The accepting of the friends was enough for me. Well, um, I'm, I'm not friends bragging. with Keanu Reeves. Good for you. All right, stop bragging. And uh, I'm also friends with 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 my my Costner. Kevin Costner, so. No, you were, uh, what's his name that you hung out with in Martha's Vineyard? I brag about you all the time because of that. Dave Fickner. Mm-hmm. From Prison Break and the Dark Knight. Yep. I want to make sure I get his name correctly. Hold on. It is. Uh, actor William Fickner. You, I always, the one thing I brag about you to people is your ability to deal with celebrities. I've told people your uh, your uh, Dan Marino story many times, and this one, I'm like, my mom was on this boat in Martha's Vineyard and just sees this actor that she recognizes. Well, we were waiting to get back on the phone. You ferry. were waiting to get on, and you just went up and struck a conversation with him, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You were like, hey, I know you. No, I said. Because you, you, you mentioned Prison Break. Well, that was after. Our conversation okay. was after when I first, but the, the what was odd, you know, I don't want to get all you know, uh, take away. Oh. But what was odd is earlier in that day, we were watching the perfect storm and he plays Sully. Oh, that's right. And okay. had you known, if you remembered Sully had just passed yep. that in June. And, uh, so we were watching the perfect storm and your brother had never seen it. And that still, you know, and I love my Mark Wahlberg and I, uh, and I love George Clooney and, you know, all of it, the, but anywho, it was a great, great movie. So we watched it. Now we go and we go to Martha's Vineyard. Now we do whatever, blah, 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 waiting to get back on. And I'm sitting on this wall and Mark's over there sitting in the chairs because he was having a cigarette and, or benches, excuse me. And all of a sudden here comes Sully, Will Fickner and his wife walking by and they sit right next to me. Well, to, to your brother, so, the, the to fact your brother, that you watched that movie and then immediately saw the guy yeah. is crazy. And so I whispered to your brother, "Don't look now." But look who's sitting next to you. And I got up and I looked at Mark, and he, you, you know, my face. You know, I could give words with face. With yeah, my face. Yeah. And I go over and I go, I go, that's that's that that that's the look who's over there. That's the guy who plays Sully and the guy in Prison Break and. I forgot That's, his name in Prison Break, but I remembered it that Yeah, day. he was, yeah, we, we 
watched that. That was one of our shows together. And then together. I, when I turned around and I went over to him and he looked up and I looked down and I said, I'm trying to think my exact words. I said, I won't cause a scene. <laughs> Because, you know, you just want to blend in. Yeah, you don't want to be a fan. And his wife, and his wife said, They probably knew you know, immediately the second you said she that. She goes, would, would you like a picture? And I go, absolutely. <laughs> and you have that picture. I have that picture. And then we started talking. And then, you know, of course, the people that were sitting next to me to the left... Got I recognized, it. and then he stole my star. If you ask Mark, I said he stole my star because no, he you... took him in. He took him in to have a beer, but then we spoke when we got back to the island. Oh, good for you. he's a he seems like a and nice I told guy. him, you know, about Prison Break. I said you weren't a very nice character, and he goes, "Come on," he said. Uh, D-bag was worse than me, and I said, "I'll give you that." <laughs> oh well, I and mean he, that's that's a low said, hanging fruit. He goes, it's... he was so he goes, he I was so misunderstood. I said at the end you turned out to be okay, but you really were a nasty person. <laughs> Uh, if I ever meet him, I gotta now tell him like you were really nice to my mom. Um, That's my first actually, thing. He That'll be my raised, introduction. He was the only boy, so he had a lot of women, uh, sisters, and his mother. So because I ended up having a much, a very long conversation with his wife. Absolutely. Well, so very down to earth, good people. Their son was working for the summer. You know, do what you have to do, which is good. good. For them. All because we may have money, I would still make you work. We don't have money. I'm just saying, you know, I would still make you guys work. Absolutely. No, they should. It teaches you, teaches you about things and about the world. Um, now, just to mention the SpongeBob, the, some of the footage at the end with the football game, the Bubble Bowl, the real-life crowd footage is from the USFL Memphis Showboats versus Tampa Bay Bandits game at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium in Memphis, Tennessee, back from the 1980s. I knew it was old. Yeah, they used some old footage, some of the lighters in the air, the football players that I was, was shot ask in a studio. You the show, where, where did he get this? From yeah, oh yeah, I knew I, I knew day. I had stuff for you here. Uh, and here's something: during day two, when the band was marching down the street, they were actually playing a rendition of Semper Fidelis, regarded as the official marching song of the U.S. Marine Corps. Yes. Yeah. Did you catch that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Or, there we go. There we go. I knew so I was what's hoping. My I'm like favorite. What? What's my favorite military song? Air Force. There you go. Of course, because my and grandfather was in the Air Force. I don't know. I know the. I think I know the tune, but I definitely, if you're asking words, I know that all of them have words, and I don't. Would you like to hear the words? No. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I like the tunes. I feel like any time I've heard the military, because I did the Young Marines, any time I heard... And what did your brother do? And he did, um, he did like the Air Force version of that. The Air Mar, the, but anytime I've heard a military theme, I loved the songs, but anytime I heard them with the lyrics, I, it was like, God. Damn, you're lucky, because I have the little bear that Mark Plays got the me. Theme. Yes, it actually, it does. does it sing the theme, or just yes. play it? it sings it? Well, it, oh, I think it might just be the music, but since I, you know, redid the table, but it's, you know, here we go into the. Wild blue yonder. See, it, I, I mean, to me, regardless, the theme of the of the Air Force is "Highway to the Danger Zone" by Kenny Loggins. Yeah, but that was actually the you know you're talking about the Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, and that. But see, you know, you're not he allowed wasn't to bring Air Force. That. He's Navy. <gasps> what? No, he's Air. What? Tom you Cruise? Didn't know that? Yeah, that's Navy. Yeah. Those are Navy pilots. That's true. The Navy was it. The, is it that the Air Force has more planes than, or no, the Army has more planes than the Air Force? There's something weird where Listen, it's one all branch. All I know is that more... we give the Marines a ride. Yeah, and we're there to pick them uh, up. Look, if I, I always have said, if I was ever to join the military, it would be the Air Force. They're all in Follow in my uh, gra I, my grandfather's I... steps. It, no matter where you are in any branch in any military, if you were doing a desk job, if you were doing janitorial work for the military, you're still important. You're still important, all of you. Yeah. That's Police, what you said firemen. earlier about your job, whatever job you're doing out there. Yep, absolutely. Keep at it. Keep your head up. And do I ever pass anybody without thanking them? No. 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 You thank everybody in uniform, pretty much or regardless not, of where they, they are. The hat. Yeah. Um. But that I, there's not much we can really say. I, I this was a perfect episode to have you on because there's no reason to review Band Geeks because it is just the best. I figured you would call it out, but did you know that Justin's painting downstairs of Patrick is from this episode? The is mayonnaise an instrument? Next time you're in the basement, look at the painting I did of Patrick downstairs. You'll see. Oh, 
I'll have it's from to, this yeah. episode. It's I yeah. try not to go down in that area as much as possible. You, you are you are not a intrusive mother of the man cave type, so thank you. No, yeah, to, <laughs> just stay out. But uh, no, I'll go and look. I didn't know that it was a good. It was a very good episode, and as you know, I've seen. Lots of SpongeBob, you've, what, not you've, a now, whole you, lot. You didn't get to sit through. I didn't make you go to the movie or any of the other SpongeBob stuff because by that point I was a little bit older when SpongeBob was I out. I think I went to a SpongeBob movie. Absolutely. Not with me. Did did I think the we first did one? one? Did we go with Mark and Ashley? And I think so. Uh, you're right. I think maybe I remember that. Don't tell I, me. I know I suffered I, through that. <laughs> that first movie is great. I've no, seen it, it was a bunch good. of times. It That's, was good. And you know SpongeBob's I love quality. movies. SpongeBob's quality, and but, he has been. Where would if 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 you're talking um, cartoon, where's my go to? Who's my go to? Who's your go to? Yeah. What do you mean? Like if like, um, uh, uh, see, I can't think now. It's after ten o'clock. So yeah, it's a little it's, late. We're almost done. Um, but what do you mean? Like if I was going to no, show you? No, if it was me and it was a cartoon movie, what franchise would it be? That's Disney. The word. There you Disney. go. We have a Disney. We were a Disney household. We you didn't shy away from. I always tell people that a lot of media I had to discover myself because for as much as you would show me things, the Wizard of Oz and the Munsters, things like Star Wars you didn't show me, Indiana Jones. Still haven't seen one of the Star Wars. Yeah, like there were a Do lot of like big Indiana movies Jones, that you didn't but, yeah. show me as a kid that I no. had to discover. But the stuff you did show me, I cherish. Yeah. I cherish First time things. I saw E.T. was with you. Yeah. I don't you have know? that much of a connection with E.T. with you. but I'm just saying it. Aladdin, were, The Lion King. Yes. Even if you didn't show me in theaters, we watched it many times in here. The Jungle Book we watched many yeah. times. 101 Dalmatians. There's a lot of love there. I love you very much, yeah. Mom. Yeah, I Thank love you Thank you for too, doing this so. podcast. My baby bear. I'll cherish this for the rest of my life. Oh, don't make me cry. No crying. There's no crying allowed. It's all happiness. This is all... You know, I hope I didn't bore you people. No, there's no boring stuff. Everybody enjoys a good... It's all about good conversation. That's there's all it's about. There's nothing I like better than a sponge in underpants. <laughs> <sighs> I'm ending with that one. I love you, Mom. I love you too, baby. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm ready! Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv slash spongebobpodcast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded in Inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy. <laughs>